Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the printers of talk sports on a national level? Vote with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five yeah. nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. What's good, War Room family? You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the boy, Dev McMillan. I'm at the roundtable with my bros. We got Jimmy the Blueprint. We got B. Austin. We all in the building. It's time to go! (laughs) So, fellas, there was an unexpected retirement in the NFL that has everybody talking about knowing when to say when. So we're going to continue that conversation from a war room point of view. So everybody out there, keep it locked for the next two hours. And if you want to get in on the conversation, you know what to do. Sign in right now to the JW Philly Realty chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room or join us on Facebook or Twitter at war room sports. You can also call us. You can do that directly. The number is 323-410-0012. But do that in about five to 10 minutes when we open up the digital extreme tech hotline. But before we get started, we always got to give a shout out to everybody else on our network. So shout out to everybody on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, the Broad Street Line, John Appetit, Tissue and the Tape, Hip Hop Show, Phil and Survive. What up, fellas? Uh, after further review with the mayor, cover two, quick slants with Fred Purdue. Um, you can check out our show and you can check out archive episodes of everything else on the network at the hub, warroomsports.com and the War Room Sports mobile app. Um, I believe our, our our iOS joint is still down at the moment, but if you know you got Android, you can check it out there. The iOS should be uh, working in uh, in a little bit. We'll let you know when that's back up and operational. But you can also check us out on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Blog Talk, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you listen to podcasts, we should be there. So. I just want to ask you guys this question, man. So the, basically the chicken sandwich wars are over for the time being because Popeye, Popeye's has shut down operations on their uh, much height sandwich. They're basically on a sandwich hiatus. What's up with that? They just weren't ready? Yo, like, <laughs> I mean, scarcity, ready, scarcity, is a, scarcity is an amazing economic principle, man. But I do want to say, though, a lot of people out there talk all that trash. But before we got on the show, I was checking the analytics, and that chicken show was one of our highest-rated shows recently. So y'all, y'all um, I'll say what y'all want to say. But, yo, we start talking, we we start talking chicken. <laughs> all the, all the, we start talking the ditties acting like, you know, getting getting mad at everybody for, for doing the whole chicken run and – yeah, uh, they tuned in some stuff to us like uh, y'all just y'all for real. Y'all just gonna talk about chicken on the sports show, and people Yo, listen to yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> they listen yeah, to us. Yeah, like, our chicken show, our chicken show did numbers, man. So shout out to everybody listening to our chicken show. All right. You know what I'm saying? But you know it is what it is. 
And y'all keep so, forgetting, man. Know. We we keep telling y'all. We've been telling y'all this for almost ten years now. Like, we own the company. We don't just do the show, so we can talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. <laughs> y'all do what y'all have to. I talk chicken. So next week, we want to talk man. about pizza. I mean, I mean, first, first of all, y'all can go ahead and book that. At some point, we're gonna have a show talking about pizza. Just book that. It just had to happen, man. <laughs> we we at we at we at episode four hundred and John Taylor. I say when we hit episode five hundred, we just like like bring bring on bring on John Appetit and you know and a couple other shows on the network and just like you know talk about what we do. We we make we make we make it sports related. We relate our favorite players to uh you know to food somehow, but you know Paul right. try to like you know make that little thing. But anyway, yo, just in case. shout out. You got to just in case. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and shout out to the brother, uh, to your brother, Dad Walt. It's just like we make fun of him for not liking chicken. Y'all going to go ahead and make fun of me. I don't really like pizza like that. So y'all can let me have it. No. Yeah, something's wrong with you. Yo, you guys can cool. be supporting that. Something's wrong with you, guys. It's all right. I mean, I, I eat it. I eat it now and again. But not I don't know it. what it's the big American. deal is. Uh, you don't act like you, you. You um, you get your human card snatched for that. <laughs> but, I, that. I ain't been human in a long time. Not because, but that's the allure, though, man. It's the most basic of foods that you can get, but it's so many different varieties, so many ways that it's made. I mean, if y'all I'm not, not stop eating that pizza, hut, y'all won't, y'all won't be oh. mad. <laughs> I hear all that. Not the same, cause. All right, like I'll be eating that Pizza Hut, and y'all won't be turned off. Pizza I, I knew, I knew, I knew that I wasn't down with y'all when y'all was dissing the heck out of Little Caesar. And I was like, "Well, what's wrong with Little Caesar?" Yeah, yo, Little Caesar is dog food. I keep telling him he got to add something to that. It's dog food or. Um, little kid party food. Party food for your yeah, <laughs> party food. Yo, but I but, realized though. But right, my kid eats something else friend. at the party and all his all his friends right. eat little Caesars. Listen, see this <laughs> though. When I was a young boy, I remember like I remember going to like uh Chunky Chuck E. Cheese and thinking that pizza was lit. I remember eating Elio's pizza and thinking it's lit. Now as an adult <laughs> they both taste like straight garbage. Like, yo, what was wrong with my taste buds that I ever thought this was good? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, everything changes Ilios, as you get Yo, Ilio's pizza tastes like paper plates now, cuz. Straight paper plate. Put ketchup on it. <laughs> Put some ketchup and some a slice of American cheese on it. Yeah, <laughs> yo, that that's what Ilio's is, cuz. Like, yo. Yeah. Used yo to that's that the kind of stuff though that you used to make God. when when we first got microwaves. Back in the early eighties, like, eat yo, anything you could put yo, in the microwave. Yo, pizza was we probably all you. gave ourselves cancer, but when microwaves first came, that's how old we are. We remember, well, we remember when microwaves came out. Uh huh. When they first came out, like to the yo, consumers, consumer microwave. Yo, we are old as dirt. Yo, I knew I was <laughs> old as dirt when um when last week when I watched the video. It was a video online, like a uh, kids trying to use a rotary phone, and no, no. they couldn't make all one the memories phone call. came back. Yo, to they you. don't know what a rotary phone is, cuz. Yo, they had no idea what it was. And they was like, yo, what is this? How do you use it? They couldn't make one Shoot. phone call. 
I was like, yo, I'm not even just a, a rotary. Half of them, you know, you just show them an old phone with a cord on it. Even the push button Jones, they don't know what to do. And and don't let them see a yo, payphone. Yeah. What the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I still, old, yo, I still go to dirt. the payphone. Yo, yeah. Dev said when microwaves <laughs> came out, yo, we are old. <laughs> yo, me and Walt used to try to make everything in the microwave. Yo, we made eggs in the microwave. Yo. How do you do that? <laughs> yo, why do they, yo, why do they taste different? In the <laughs> Just cause. Dog. Why do they taste? I like remember that? when DVD. I remember when DVD players came out, and then they oh they came and went. Yo, the crazy yo. part about DVD players though, we was low key adults. If you count eighteen as being, <laughs> yo, that's messed yo, up. Yo, y'all old dirt. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm around in the joint with a CD player, and I'd be mad I can't go. Yo, I remember, I remember, I remember. We no, but Jim, you, you gotta remember before that because we were around for the the VCR craze and that when everybody yeah, first absolutely. got a VCR in their house. You hit the play Yo, button, that joint be like. Then you gotta rewind the joint. I remember, I remember. Take like nine minutes to rewind the movie. My blue movie collection on the on the VCR tip was like that. Yo, peep this though. That's how old we are, right? I remember when we first graduated high school. That summer, so we all getting re- getting ready to go away to college. And I was like, yo, I was salty because I ain't had no like word processor. Dev got one. I was like, yo, Dev got a oh, word yeah. processor. <laughs> got the brother, Joe. Yo. <laughs> yo, the brother. Not a computer. Not a computer, a word processor. Bro, it had the the brother I got was so fancy that it had it had a screen, but it was only big enough for you to see about two words on the screen. Or if it was a long word, you can only see that one word. Like, how does that work? Now we got like, yeah. you know, like every day now I work with a, a thirty-seven and a half inch computer screen. You know that you can just hook up to your laptop. Like times has changed. Yo, now I walk around with a computer in my pocket. But yo, back then I thought that was the illest thing. Like yo, a word processor. (laughs) Yo, we are old. Yo, I can't even tell them to cut the check because what the hell does brother make now? (laughs) Yo, I don't even know brother exists anymore. (laughs) But all all I know is, man, we old as dirt. All right, well, let's get into some of these hot topics, you old mother. <clears throat> and hot topics, as usual, brought to you by my bookie. Real, real, real quick, let's talk about how much cash you can make betting on sports at my bookie. College football is back with a full slate of games this weekend, and the NFL right around the corner. So if you still haven't tried my bookie, you need to get on it right away. Pizzle. Lay down some cash on the biggest games in sports. Join us and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. You guys are tired of getting a runaround from those other services. When it's time to get your money, that's why we urge you to try mybookie. You win, they pay. No hassles. You ain't got to grip nobody up. You ain't got to do none of that. You're basically wasting your time betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wages after the game starts. So join now, and my bookie will match your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, W-A-R-R-O-O-M, for those who can't spell. That'll activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, get paid. That's it. All right. Speaking of old stuff, old news, (laughs) Kobe and Shaq are at it again, or are they? Um, Kobe Bryant was in an interview 
this week with uh, who was he interviewing with? Patrick Bet David. Um, it was actually earlier this month in Las, Van- at Las Vegas at the 10th annual PHP Agency Convention, whatever the hell that is. Um, during the conversation, the interviewer asked Kobe, like, how good would Shaq have been if he had your work ethic? And Kobe said, oh, he would have been the greatest player of all time. And dude kept asking, like, greatest of all time? He's repeating, like, yo, greatest player of all time. Then Kobe went on to give Shaq all of these compliments. He was a beast. He was mean. He was nasty. He was one of, he was the best or the, the greatest dominant, most dominant force that I've ever seen. Um, we would have 12 effing rings. And, of course, when the clip surfaced, well, before the clip actually surfaced, people got wind of it. A lot of the stories I saw kind of changed the words up a little bit, saying that um, using words like if Shaq was in shape, using words like uh, if Shaq wasn't so lazy, which was never said by the interviewer or Kobe. But, of course, when it got out on uh, social media, (laughs) Shaq fired back at Kobe. Um, It said, Lakers 24 ever. Said he'd be the greatest of all time, and I would have had 12 effing rings, Kobe, on if Shaq had his work ethic. Um, Shaq replied to that, said you would have had 12 if you passed the ball more, especially in the finals against the Pistons. Hashtag facts. And then Shaq followed up by saying, You don't get statues by not working hard. What's y'all thought on this? Funny? Um, Shaq actually fell for the banana in the tailpipe. So we we are aware. Uh, and here's the problem. Kobe has actually said this many times, many years ago. And when Two he said days. it, he was in a <laughs> he was in a he was in a contentious relationship with Shaq. Like he, they were kind of not beefing, but you know they weren't they weren't cool at all. This time, I think Kobe went out of his way to be positive and complimentary of Shaq, but still tell the truth. Like, he still was telling the truth. Oh, he's the greatest big man and this, that, and the third, and he was a beast, a monster. But if I keep it real, he would have been the greatest ever if he had the work ethic. I think Kobe was just trying to tell the truth. Like, it wasn't a shot at Shaq, and he went out of his way for it to be known that it wasn't a shot at Shaq. But people remember, some of us remember, that they used to beef over this, and that was one of Kobe's go-to you know, go to dishes of Shaq, which wasn't really yeah, a no, no. Back then, Shaq. back then, he definitely used to call him lazy, though. <laughs> he used yeah, to call yeah, him lazy, bro. Like all of those words that they dredged <laughs> up, he used to say that kind of yeah. stuff. But I don't think, if you remember, not this year, but last year, um, prior to the All Star game, they had that big sit down on NBA TV and yeah, the same stuff that Kobe tells Shaq to his face all the time. So it's nothing. And then it, it kind of ended on. Well, let Jimmy get his uh his two cents in. This but is, then your man, neither of his This was his John, Yo, Shaq is like a little kid, so he got to respond on social media. Instead of reading the whole thing, he listened to the trolls and went right at dude's neck. Like, Shaq, come on, man. Banana in the tailpipe. Cool. <clears throat> what Shaq well, said could be construed as lighthearted as well, but – these dudes, y- y'all know how people, you know, how polarizing Kobe is. So people who hate Kobe really took it as an opportunity to be like, yeah, you know, and really say mean stuff while 
Shaq probably was halfway joking when he said it, with a little bit of truth to Yo, it. Yo, listen, man. Listen, man. All, all, I, all I can say is this. Um, I'm actually tired of this. Like, like <laughs> this is all. All this is whack to me. First of all, I thought it was interesting that Patrick Bet David was interviewing Kobe because um, I actually subscribed to his channel and watched a lot of his videos where he interviews like Nigerian scam artists and ex mobsters who uh, you know, um, and, and, and like and to do, like to do, like to do, like to do interviews. Shout out to um, Michael Franchisi. So. Yeah, yo, he got like 50 interviews with Michael Franchisi. Like, like I don't know why he keep interviewing boy, but anyway, um. So I definitely uh, are familiar with his content. So Kobe fits in with like Nigerian scam artists and ex gangsters. So um, somehow, but with that being said, though, uh, I'm just tired of both of them talking about each other. Like, like yo, move on. Like, move on. And, and Shaq, and Shaq, I saw Shaq's interview today. Um, he uh, did an interview with Yahoo Finance because um, he just bought a new company, and he was talking about it on air. And they asked him about the whole Kobe thing. And he was like, look, you know, he didn't really get nasty about it. So I don't know whether he was being lighthearted or, yeah. like, I think he meant Or at least said, now. But at the now, Jimmy, I think yeah, he, but now, he said so little that he could play it off as if he was being lighthearted now, if if that's the case. Yeah, that's the, be- that's the best way to comment. That's the best comment. I do, right. I do that in mm-hmm. white all the time. I ain't really say that. I, what I was saying is, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm playing with I know you. I'm, I'm, I know it's, I know it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, anyway, I'll be doing that too. Um, ho- and I can say it here because my wife don't listen to our show. I'm about to say, hopefully she don't listen to this. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, my, my point, my point is, um, he did, dude, he did set it up. But what he said today was this: he was like, look, I accomplished everything I wanted to accomplish, and it was kind of a subliminal shot, I, I guess, like. You know, he was talking about like his MVPs. You know, I got these MVPs and these final MVPs yeah, with him as a teammate. Like so, yo, so it was kind of like a subliminal shot, but he said it like he said it with a, like you know a laughing face, like you know we was on the team and I was the MVP of the final, so like you know <laughs> everything's cool. I'm like, ah, I'm that like yo, yeah. <laughs> yo, they're gonna do this forever though, and then afterwards when everybody else makes yo. a big deal out of it, they're gonna talk about how they're brothers and all of that's yo, over. I really believe. You know what this reminds me of? Like, I'm tired of it personally, but it reminds me of, like, when you watch the movie Life, and, you know, you see them when they old as hell, and they still, like, mm-hmm. like still having beefing. a little cat fight. And they, like, right. yeah, they still beefing at, like, 90 years old. Like, that's what this <laughs> is, man. But for me, it's like, yo, I'm, I'm just past it, man. Like, Claude and Ray, Kobe and Shaq, Claude and Ray. All right, so th- this yeah. is how it ended. It actually ended... You know, with Shaq taking the opportunity to, to, you know, basically deflect all of it and and take a shot at Dwight Howard, probably because Shaq noted neither one of them liked Dwight Howard. So Kobe went on Twitter and said, there's no beef with Shaq. I know most of <laughs> He said, I know most of the media want to see it, but it ain't going to happen. Ain't nothing but love there, and we too old to beef anyway. Three P. So Shaq replied to Kobe by saying, it's all good, bro. When I saw the interview, I thought you were talking about Dwight, and he spelled his name D W I T E. And then he said, Is that how you spell his name? LOL. <laughs> so Dwight is probably somewhere in LA working out, like, Yo, how did I become a part of this whole thing? <laughs> that's how you do it. That's how you do it. That's like when you, that's like when you and your family argue. And y'all, it on somebody y'all both don't like. So y'all, uh-huh. y'all bond on somebody y'all don't like. Yo, Yo. stay out of pocket for that, man. Yo, like, Yo girl, wanna, you know I, I was just playing. But that chick, such yo, and such. I just, I just want to say, I can't even front, right, yo. 
Oh, go ahead, bud. No, I just want to say I, was, I, can't, that I, I, admittedly, I can't even find I admittedly girl. watch way too much YouTube, right? I admit that I watch way too much YouTube. But somehow, B. Austin get all my references and know all the videos, too. So I just want to say that for the record. Like, <laughs> I ain't the only. I ain't the only one that's been exorbitant. I ain't the only one that's been exorbitant amounts of times on YouTube, yo. Yo, why Jimmy and I watch the same things? He admitted, but I don't. I be ducking and and lying, but <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, we often be live and direct, man. But he be, but he be playing himself though. He be playing himself because he be he be laughing too hard yo. at the stuff you say. The laugh that only a dude who know exactly what you talking about. Exactly, yo. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, why did I watch live and direct? <laughs> yeah. Yo, yo, Dad, Jimmy be having me watching the most ignorant of ignorance on on yo, YouTube, man. Thing, um, I don't even like yo. The, the funny thing about it is we don't even talk about it, so it's not like I have you watching it. I, I, we must just like the same thing, so the algorithm is be sending us the same videos. Because uh, yo, <laughs> live and direct. I just, at least I admit it though. I can admit it. Yo, you definitely so, had me watching Peanut Peanut Live two one five though. Um, <laughs> yo, Shaq, Shaq is hilarious, and I try not to like Bull, but he is so funny. You can't help but like Shaq, man. Yeah. Shaq is hilarious. No, nah, that's why. Yo, I always, man, tell, people I always that tell people like I wish Shaq. I wish Inside the NBA and come on so damn late, you know, during the season because. Yeah, watching them dudes sit there and cut up like they got the just, you know, it's, it's like the perfect cast. I hate when they keep trying to add people to it, and they be like casting yeah. out cat Evan Weber or somebody. Yo, Shaq was a perfect addition. Shaq yeah. Barkley, <laughs> Kenny is 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 perfect. I just want to say that like <clears throat> Shaq probably has had the greatest career of any athlete, and when I say greatest, I don't mean best. I mean that it's about everything, everything that he's in done in it. The amount of fun that he's had. He's probably had more fun than most athletes because we know yeah. that um some dudes are so competitive they can't even like be lighthearted. He doesn't take himself that serious. Um, you know, which is key. Like he doesn't yeah. take himself that serious. And, no, I, I, I don't you know, think Kobe had any fun at all. None. None whatsoever. Yeah, that's, why I, he me, that's why he got in trouble in Eagle, Colorado, because even when he decided to step out, he probably was new at that and ain't know how to make that lighthearted enough <laughs> for the John not to call rape. So, <laughs> I don't know. He was too serious at everything at all times, and there's no fun in that. Um, yeah, we got wind of some news yesterday that Big 3 MVP and former NBA All-Star, I think he was a seven-time All-Star, Joe Johnson was set to work out with the 76ers earlier today. So uh, I don't know if he's still in Philadelphia, but he was in Philadelphia today to work out with the Sixers along with Spencer Halls, former Sixers Spencer Halls. Um, he can keep his workout. I think Joe Johnson would be a great addition to that team. Um, I think he fits well because – with with what the Sixers have on their bench, the second unit can belong to Joe Johnson, even at 38 years old. The second un- unit can completely belong to him. Um, and, and, you know, as good as he is, he could even crack his way into the starting lineup for some games during the season. Um, the only thing about that... Not like he needs his athleticism. 
Yeah, but he's he's also scheduled to work out for the Clippers, Bucks, Nuggets, and Pelicans. Um, you know, because he's on everybody's radar again after what he did this season with the triplets. Um, and he will be in the championship game of the Big Three this weekend. Um, I have a feeling if the 76ers let him out of Philly without wowing him enough to get a deal done, I have a feeling he'll probably end up with the Clippers. You know what I'm saying? Because when dudes, especially when you've been out of the league and you get a chance to come back, most of those dudes are chip chasing. And and not that you can't do that with this 76ers team right now, but that team has Kawhi Leonard. They got Paul George. Yeah, a little bit of a different dynamic over there, and a cat like that could, you know, help them get over that, that Western Conference help. Um, huh. and so what do y'all the, think? The would he be a great veteran addition too. to the Sixers? Absolutely. So I'm, bi- I'm, already, I'm biased, Clippers, so the Clippers have the and then he the, the Clippers then he have played, the code when it comes to veteran players because the Clippers have Doc Rivers and all these veterans in the league love Doc Rivers. So they kinda got the cheat code with that. So I actually can see what you're saying too, Dev, because you know, you gotta like lock ball up because if not, Doc Rivers definitely gonna make a call, offer one of his daughters, and that's gonna be it. <laughs> you know Doc. Doc don't care. Because there ain't no way Paul George should be playing on a Doc Rivers team. Doc Rivers has sold his family out. <laughs> he better get that shit. But, yeah, yeah. That that sound about right, Jim. All right, so, yeah. So, B, you said you would, you, would, you would love that addition on the Sixers? Yeah, but I also admit my bias. I just enjoy seeing a guy with no athleticism give cats 30 and 40. Hey, do what you got to do. Um, all right, so uh, HBO has bought a pilot based on the 1980s Los Angeles Lakers dynasty era, back in that time when Jimmy first fell in love with these dudes, um, called that as basketball players as a team. Um, yo, I just I, I knew that because you know, Jimmy actually told me about this a little while ago. But what I didn't know is that uh, the inspiration behind the documentary came from uh, Jeff Perlman's book. Jeff Perlman, who was a guest on The War Room when he wrote the book, Showtime, Magic Kareem Riley and the Los Angeles Lakers Dynasty of the 1980s. Um, Like I said, that's the inspiration for the new HBO pilot. Michael Shannon has joined the the cast. He's going to play the former owner, Jerry Buss. Sounds like something I would definitely watch. So I hope, you know, they get past the pilot stage. Uh, You think it'll get picked up, Jim? Just off, I mean, of course, we haven't seen anything, but just off the popularity of the subject. um, Who wouldn't want to see that? Yeah, I mean... It's one of the casual sports sports fans would want to see that because people are going to try to see how Magic Court does thing. Sports biographies are always interesting, and the Lakers are like, I mean, it's Showtime, which is, you know, right. it's like Kobe and Shaq will get show. Kobe and Shaq will eventually get their story, um, and they're still going to be beefing at the premiere of that. But, you know, it's <laughs> Who like gets to some, sit in the front row some sports teams next to the yeah, some sports teams are, <laughs> are just very interesting, man. And um, shout out to, uh, who was that? That was, uh, it was Gotti who was going off because he had pitched the idea a couple years ago, and he was like, oh, that sounds dope. And then, you know, basically 80, 60 months. So, um, you know, it is what it is. But 
Yeah, um, well, I we all read Jeff Perlman's book because, you know, we had to interview him on it back when it came out. So judging yeah. by the book, they have to spend significant time in this series at the Forum Club or, you know, with oh a representation God. of the Forum Club. So if that's a part of this, then count me in. <laughs> Let me know when the pilot airs. Uh, I'm, I'm in. No, you can't even you can't even watch them scenes without a condom on. <laughs> Everybody gonna get their popcorn, <laughs> get their rubbers, <laughs> sit on the couch and it's time to go. They gonna have to they gonna have to have that that late, that early eighties uh, porno music for that. Yeah, and we got a um, no. call on the line, man. We got the homie Tobias calling in from out in Arizona. Let's get him on the line, see what he got to say. What up, Tobias? Alright, what's up, bro? Uh, you actually doing good today, yeah. Hold on, one. Leave, 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 Rob, and get on before you. You had to wait for Rob. Master, master, master around. Hey, look here, man. Look here. First things first. If I get on everything, uh, Alabama's going to destroy Duke. So road ties, another good road tie season coming up this year. Uh, oh damn! Funny now. It, it's kind of funny, y'all. Everybody's saying Trevor Lawrence is the greatest quarterback ever in college football. I'm like, did y'all say that about two or three lost a game? Y'all saying he sucked now? Uh, as, <laughs> hey, Tobias, as I watch a piece on Trevor Lawrence right now on, on my mind. Yes. <laughs> Yo, hey, Tobias. Trevor Lawrence, that's that bold, let's not, act, let's, not, let's not act like let's not act like y'all y'all ain't um like it's the bed in a chip game like they they <laughs> they beat y'all like you know they beat hey. y'all across their knee and spanked hey. y'all real good. They beat y'all like somebody oh, talk too much trash all year or something. Hey, look here. This hey, I know Dylan Moses started middle linebacker got hurt, tore his knee up in practice. So much for preseason football hurting people, you get hurt in practice. You don't he's gonna get hurt anyway. But I want hey, young people to realize this. Steve Air McNair. Marcus Spears brought this up, one of the greatest college quarterbacks ever. Dude was throwing for like 4,000 yards. I don't care where you played at. You you throw for that many yards and look that good. He was one of the best ever. Too bad Steve – I mean, Jeff Fisher ruined him when he got to the pros, but like he does every quarterback. But one thing – I know y'all guys talking about Shaq and Kobe, right? The thing mm-hmm. is, is that Kobe's not likable. Kobe said all this to Shaq's face. <laughs> That's why he's part of the beef. And, and he's right. Shaq had all the physical tools. But he just didn't max out. Imagine what would have happened if he did take care of himself. But at the same time, it was probably for the best for Kobe's legacy that he he did his own thing. Because he would have always ended up being like Dick Grayson if he didn't break up from Batman and become Nightwing. He would have always been like, well, you didn't do nothing about Shaq. So it was for the best. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue Best, I think it was for the best because Shaq gets an opportunity to live his best life. Had he been one of those basketball nerds like uh, like Kobe or uh, Jordan, we wouldn't have gotten the best Shaq in terms of personality. We just got the mm-hmm. best Shaq on the court. Yeah, but we would have. Like, not like we didn't already, but we would have watched every game with the who fought it face. Like, oh, my God, why is he doing this to these people? <laughs> yeah, but, but Shaq probably – Shaq probably has a better existence in this in this earth than Kobe does. Like he's lived a better life. Like at the end of the day, right? And it's gonna sound crazy, but it's absolutely true. 
Shaq will be remembered way more than Kobe will. Like to the to the casual fan, like hoop heads know who Kobe is, but Shaq is he's like likable. bigger than the game. But yeah, he's like he's the only he's probably the only likable big guy that we've seen in our lifetime. Nobody like who nobody like Dwight Howard. Nobody like Joe Kim Noah. Nobody like no like other big like he's the only likable big guy. I mean, and the truth be told, as great as Kareem is, and I think he's probably the greatest player of all time. Nobody like him either. Um, hey. Elijah Wan's close, but Elijah Wan kind of disappeared. Don't nobody like. Don't nobody like Elijah Wan. Like as great as he nobody was, does, like Shaq's the only. Whoa, whoa! Shaq's watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. No, you're not listening. To what I'm saying I'm not disrespecting any of these guys' games. All the guys I talked about are amongst people, the greatest. People only. I'm talking about Dwight Howard was only likable when he played against Kobe in the finals. <laughs> you know what? Though? You know what? Though? Hey, Jimmy had a good point. You know one thing also. I know people poo pooing this. The Lakers signing Dwight Howard to me is actually a better move than signing Boogie Cousins. Uh, for what you need that position to do, defense, rebound, and people forget that year before he, you know, uh, went not little Nas X. Uh, yeah, he was <laughs> like he was averaging like nineteen to twelve. He was hey, he was averaging like nineteen to twelve and still protect the rim. So I think that's a I better signing than Boogie back. Cousins. Hey. <laughs> Hey, he can't. Hey, that horse can't ride no longer. But I know you guys will touch on it. This whole Andrew Luck thing, right? Oh. To, to me, Lil Nas, Lil Nas I, wants to touch on it. Hey, Lil, Lil Nas trying to see what that coat working with, but uh, you know, <laughs> this thing. yo, y'all are bugging. <laughs> you know what the thing is? So part of it, Andrew Luck, right now. They're treating him like he's a terminally ill cancer patient. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm like, this dude is, hey, and the thing is, we got to, let's be honest here, guys, with this, right? Hashtag. He got $100 million in the bank, so it's easy to walk away with $100 million in the bank. Uh, but it's also part of being likable. What if he wasn't that liked of a quarterback and he quit, like, retired two weeks before the season started? How would he be received? Yeah, I mean, especially especially in the NFL, right? The NFL is a little different than every other sport, and it's like this whole and I got I, I, I said it a couple shows ago is it's because of the um the ties to the military and teamwork and that whole thing of uh you know following the culture and the code. So if you're unlikable, you do something like this, you get way more criticism. You get way more Damn criticism. But then we're also in the yeah, we're all, if Cam Newton did this, oh my God! Like they probably would have hung him already. Um, but we also we also living in a Drake era where like you know sensitivity is kind of in thing. You know, Tresvaniism is kind of running rampant, so it's a little different too. Um, yeah, and you can't criticize a guy now because the social the social justice warriors will come at you for criticizing a guy about you know who's worried about his health. Yeah, hey, and Scavi said Scavi said Yao Ming was likable. <laughs> yeah. Well, in one part of the world, if you, yeah. If you was, if you're Asian, yeah. Yao Ming, Yao Ming. Nobody in the hood like Yao Ming except for B. Austin. Like Yao Ming is similar to uh, Eminem and my Lord and my Lord Jamar. So nobody in the hood really cares Yao about Yao Ming. Ming. Like Yao I've Ming. I've never been to a playground in the hood where somebody got a Yao Ming jersey on. It just don't happen. Yeah. yeah. He also said he also said we were tripping because Shaq was completely unstoppable. The only person that owned him was Tim Duncan. I I, I think he I said two wrong things in one because nah, nah. Tim hey, Duncan couldn't do nothing with Shaq. 
if people stop hey, Tim Duncan was so afraid, Tim Duncan was so afraid of Shaq that he moved the power forward. That's a fact. That's not my opinion. That's a real fact. He, he literally switched positions so he wouldn't have to deal with Shaq. But the fact of right. the matter is, the only person that really ever stopped Shaq was Shaq. Was a large one. Now I don't think a lot of people stopped Shaq, but he was completely unstoppable. Now, if you can send him to the line, he shoot forty percent. You get the problem is like, yeah, like I say, the one person that stopped Shaq is Shaq. But y'all talking about like these quarterbacks, and see the thing is also a luck. They it actually shows like you know I was never the biggest fan like that with him, but at the same time they did do a horrible job with the offensive line. I always feel like hey. Hey, you ain't lying. But here's the thing. But I always say team building. If you get if, if you get this guy you think is a quarterback, you got to invest in the offensive lines, defensive lines, and running games to uh, protect your guy in that investment. But if you don't do that, <laughs> yo. But if you don't do it, you get said, beat up. If you get you a good quarterback, you got to invest in every other part of the game. Like you you said, you got to invest in the offensive line, defensive line, wide receivers, quarterback, running back. Like yo, actually, actually not. Actually, I said running game more than wide receivers because I believe if you're solid on the offensive line in your running game, you don't have to have three Odells and Julio Joneses out there because you can still control the game, play keeper. And, and so, and so the problem was they had no line, and but he was still winning, of course. Even though I don't think he was gonna be, he he would never fulfill that unrealistic expectations they put on him. And the fact that he's so likable, the dude, the dude was throwing interceptions career like it's candy. But he gets a pass on that because they like him. But uh, but I think he's a I think he was a good player. Cause I, I saw him in person when he played in the Fiesta Bowl years ago against Oklahoma State. But I do believe that he was also let down by that organization because how they they didn't work building the team. Because after a while, like, dude, how many more wide receivers can we draft here? Can you get an offensive line? Cause I'll say this real quick also, and it's like you're on Tampa Bay about you have cause. Good offensive linemen and defensive linemen don't become available in free agency unless they're old and they suck. <laughs> the time to get those um, people is when you're in the draft. Tobias, the funny thing is, Andrew Luck suffered from Jim Ursay and his organization's incompetence and trying to run that organization the same way they did when they had Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning Different figured guy. out that, listen, if I can get rid of the ball in under one second, then the D-line will never get there. Andrew Luck, as good as he, he is, was never the type of guy to get rid of the ball in under a second. He's holding on to it, trying to make a play, getting teed off on. So that didn't that didn't really work. That didn't work. Yeah, and that's why At I've all. always been like, you got to adjust to your personnel. Everybody ain't Peyton Manning. Yeah, if Andrew Luck, he does hold the ball. So, hey, let's make sure we get a good offensive line. We built invest. And it takes years to invest in the offensive line also. And that we get the running game down. Where we can throw short and quicker passes. We can have the offensive line be able to hold their blocks longer. But I, I think what people just miss out on, because, you know, like New England, for example, they always have a great offensive line. They had probably the best offensive line coach in history. I think it's like about all but like four or five years of Brady's career, he had the top ten defense. And they always ran the ball well. So, look at how they built that team, and they built it based on his skills to get the ball out, stuff like that. But with luck, they should have built the team like with his skill set, and and it just shows that you know bad management can hamper talented people. No doubt. 
right, man. As usual, we appreciate your call, and we'll holler at you next week. All right? Hey, and by the way, guys, y'all need to stop eating those Popeye chicken sandwiches to support black business. Hey, I know what y'all doing out there. Boys, <laughs> hey, hey guys. Hey, for some reason, boy, for some reason, Boyce Watkins is clowning Popeyes, but the, it's the same guy I told to buy Bitcoin. But anyway, uh, y'all have a great day. I thought, uh, all right. Oh, oh. I thought, I thought, um, Pop, I thought that was Popeye Jones that owned that. So, <laughs> yeah. No, but, um, yeah. <laughs> Tobias is is crazy. Yeah, that's mine. All right, so our, our quote of the week, man, comes from Rob Gronkowski. And, you know, people have been interviewing him because of that Andrew Luck story that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Um, you know, since he also retired from the NFL at age 29 in the middle of a successful career, um, he basically said his quote was, football was bringing me down. Now, that was, you know, one sentence in a bigger quote. And what he was saying in this interview, um, he was describing his decision to retire from the NFL. He said, I want to be clear to my fans. I needed to recover. I was not in a good place. Football was bringing me down, and I didn't like it. I was losing that joy in life. He wasn't saying in football. And as he was saying this, he was kind of like fighting back tears. So he went on to say, and this was after the Super Bowl last season, after they won the Super Bowl. He said, I got done with the game, and I could barely walk. I slept five minutes that night. I couldn't even think. I was in tears in my bed after a Super Bowl victory. It didn't make that much sense to me. And then for four weeks, I couldn't even sleep for more than 20 minutes a night. I was like, damn, this sucks. It didn't feel good. Um, that, that does sound scary because we all know Rob Gronkowski. He was very Shaq-like in the type of fun that he had in his life because of what he was able to do, you know, make a lot of money to play a game. So Rob Gronkowski was, you know, very playful. We'd always catch him dancing somewhere. And usually after they win the Super Bowl, he's somewhere in a club with his shirt off, acting a, a whole fool. But for Rob Gronkowski, after a Super Bowl win, to be holed up in his room crying, <laughs> big six, 250-pound yeah, right. ball sitting in his room crying after a Super Bowl win, and it wasn't tears of joy. That's kind of that's kind of scary. Yeah, just, if your occupation is draining the life out of you, like that. he needed a tender chicken hawk or two to take care of him after a bowl. That's all. Um, <laughs> right. But I, I I did watch the the actual. He probably had one, Jimmy. Uh, he probably was balled up next to her in the bed crying, and she was like, uh, "Are you Yo, still paying me or what?" It was at his. Uh, <laughs> he was selling CBD oil, which is interesting because he's talking about his CBD oil and then gets into a whole. Whole spiel about like you know how sad he is and all that. So I did see it. I saw him choke up and all that. But then right after that, he said, "I might be back in a month, two months, three months. I don't know, but you know, right. it all depends upon how I feel." He definitely you know, so. left the door open, and that's the thing. He messing with you know he messing with something that could get him back in you know good physical feeling. So that might be his thing. Take a couple of years off, <laughs> get your CB, you know, get your get your oil on. <laughs> He definitely left the door open So I kind of think That there's a good chance That we're going to see Rob Gronkowski um, Back in the fold at is, some point The question is like, Is this a bigger a bigger Trend going on when you see what happened with him um, Andrew Luck uh, What's the other receiver That like called it quits and was like Yo I'm just done um, Calvin Johnson Doug Baldwin? 
Oh, you're talking about, uh, I'm talking about recently, more recent. recently. Yeah, I think Doug Baldwin was like, yo, Baldwin Hills was like, yo, I'm out too. Like, I'm done with this. Which is interesting because yeah. I think Doug Baldwin and uh, Andrew Luck were teammates. But both of them at, at uh, college, I mean. But um, Cats yeah. is just like, yo, with, with the information out there and, you know, Cats being able right. to express themselves and being there feeling because, you know, the you know, yeah. Tresvanianism. No, no doubt. Like when we talk is... about the whole Andrew Luck saga, we're going to get into that bigger picture of um, today's athletes and the control that they're they're taking over their lives. Now, we're not even going to just say careers because at this point, it's the control they're taking over their lives. And then there's another story that, you know, we'll bring up right after that that kind of shows you why. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely yeah. get to that. Um, how much how much of Rob Gronkowski's spiel do you think was genuine and how much was to hawk his uh cannabis oil? <laughs> well I don't know, off, I mean first off, it could be in an, an attempt to get it legalized in the NFL. Because if, if he says I was feeling yeah, this bad and then leaves the door to, to for it to to come back, and he comes back acting like he feels all great. NFL gonna have to sit there and think about that. Yeah, well, not I mean. CBD oil, I don't know about his particular oil, but CBD oil for the most part is made from hemp, and some of it doesn't even have um. What's the uh, the marijuana um thing? Is it called THC? There's no THC in it. Not yeah. There's no THC. Not really. It's not. Yeah. So this might not be banned. Well, no, no, it is. It is banned. So, it is banned. It is banned. But it's not. But the reason that people are like advocating for it is because people like if you do the actual research, it's really not marijuana. It's uh, it's made from hemp. I'm pretty. Um, I'm, you know, the crazy so, thing is, I'm pretty sure so Rob Gronkowski smokes a blunt every day anyway. But <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, there's no way. There's no way he don't smoke a bag of Reggie every day. But <laughs> you know. A whole bag of Reggie, but that's either here nor there. Now, all I'm saying is, um, be also that's a great point though. I didn't think about that because the fact of the matter is I didn't know that Rob Gronkowski had a CBD business until this made all the news media. So that could have been mm-hmm. some fire marketing. Let me get these mm-hmm. tears yeah. off. Somebody like, told him, make sure you hear me. Make sure you cry. So I didn't even <laughs> think sure. about that part. Yo, everything is make marketed, sure. man. Everything is marketed. Always be marketed. Yo, it's the rollout. <laughs> The rollout, man. We roll out the CBD with some tears. ABC. Always be closing. <laughs> he just closed us. Everybody went out and bought some. Damn, how about that? Didn't, re- didn't realize what he was really selling. All right. Mm-hmm. So the stat of the week, since we're talking about players who are gone, and Andrew Luck is in, you know, the biggest name in the news this week. Like I said, we're going to talk about him a little bit later, but we're going to leave you with this. In six seasons, um, Andrew Luck Played in 86 games. He started 86 games. His uh, win-loss record, 53 wins, 33 losses, 60.8% completion rate, 23,671 yards, 171 touchdowns to 83 interceptions, 89.5 overall quarterback rating. Um, he, he, He did that in six years. And the craziest part about this is, because he's retiring after six seasons, the biggest question that we've heard all week is, is Andrew Luck a bust? I'm like, wow. 
No, I mean, I mean, I think we've. Uh, it depends. It depends upon how you define the buck, right? So I was just so about to say, like, it kind of depends on your perspective of it. But these dudes, these dudes, and by these dudes, I mean Brady, um, Drew Brees, um, the boy that pulled his his Peter out, uh, played for the Jets, and played in Green Bay. Yeah, him. <laughs> and uh, and Peyton, they all have skewed the age for quarterbacks. So now the expectation and Ben and Big and and Rapelsberger, like those guys and, have and all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't think I don't think they skewed it. Yo, six years six years is a short time because like. It is. It what, is. What great quarterback played uh, six years? Everybody played at least a dime. Yo, Vinny, Vinny played much more than a Don. <laughs> Vinny played so yeah. long. He yeah, retired. They, and his son, got, son came right into the league. <laughs> right after Vinny Testaverde Jr. is in the league now. Yo, six years is like no time, though. Like for, like, you know, pause any position. For like, a few that's just a short period yeah. of time. Yeah, six years is like a, a running back prime. Yo, I mean, even that running back is going to play more than six years, but for, for Frank, a great Francis running back, like, oh, he was the man for a good six years. So a quarterback prime is, is much longer than that. But we're, like I said, we're going to get into that, though. This dude has some Yo, know, some brutal I would argue that I would argue that most quarterbacks don't even hit their prime to like their seventh year. Right. <laughs> All right. All right, so – um. Yeah, so that that's uh, that's the the quarter of the week and the stat of the week. It all revolves around the same thing, basically to set up the second half of our show. But right now, Jimmy's gonna let us know uh, what happened while y'all were on the grind. Right after I tell you that you can check out our website at any time at warroomsports.com. Just make sure you take your time to look around when you're there, and if you got anything you want to highlight us about, if you want to be a part of the network. Uh, if you're thinking about sponsorship, advertising, or anything like that on our site, our show, or any of our network shows, hit us by email, info at worldwindsports.com. Buy you some memorabilia. Um, subscribe to our iTunes podcast. Watch our webcast on Warroom Sports TV. All of that good stuff. If you want to talk to us this evening while we're on the air, you can join the JW Philly Realty chat room right now. Um, that's blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. If you want to enter it, just sign up for a free profile on Blog Talk. If you don't want to do that, just you can sign up to your Facebook and Twitter accounts. Make sure you click follow because that will give you updates and reminders about what's going on on the show. Um, when we schedule a new episode, you know, when we're going to be on the air, if it's a special time, all that kind of stuff. But if you want to uh, call in and speak with us directly, the Digital Extreme Technologies Hotline will be reopened right after while y'all were on the grind. That number is 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted, but if you're already listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk. What's the deal, yo? While y'all were on the grind is brought to you by Sports the Book. If you're tired of reading the same old sports books with imaginary starting lineups, all sort of subjective garbage, what you want to do is pick up Sports the Book, which you can do at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. It's the greatest sports book ever written, and if you disagree, your mom. Now, um, with that being said, it's time to talk about Yo, what like, happened. <laughs> Yo, you're like the lady in the parking lot. 
Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> yo, yo, that video was like the craziest. She hit her with the she first was like grade. 87 and she was making like first grade slander. <laughs> what did she call nah, her? Nah, 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 nah. She called nah. her. I don't even want to repeat what she called her because I, I don't want no, I don't want yeah. no problem. Yeah. What she called the Asian lady. He's like, eat Jimmy. But anyway, Lane. I ain't gonna repeat that. Um, shout out to <laughs> called the Oriental Mac. Casey no. Mack, who's in the chat room with Skyview and Neil. What up, Casey Mack? All right, so what the hell happened what this up, week, yo? man? Yo, man, shout out to the hub, um, Prime Hub, Pornhub is planting a tree for every 100 videos watched. Um, ah, you know, so I mean, you two brothers. Trying to, you know, I mean, y'all brothers going to save the world, huh? <laughs> you know, trees Listen, man, listen, something. so... <laughs> Listen, man, so, I mean, you know, although I, spend more time on, I, I may or may not spend more time on X videos, I can't confirm or deny that, but I think now that they roll this out, like, I feel better about going to the hub just to try hey, to save the environment, the like, you know, it's my civic, it's my civic, I gotta leave, uh, I, I did some, um, some research though, and and I came to the conclusion that I don't know why we're just now hearing about this, because they actually do this every year for Arbor Day, probably because, you know, black people don't celebrate Arbor Day. I don't even know what that is. So that's probably why we never heard of it. But yeah, they, they've been doing this for a while. I think maybe since like 2014. But um, yeah, there's a lot of cats out there I know who just became philanthropists and they don't even know it. Um, they are saving the environment, um, helping out the ecosystem. I mean, that's extra oxygen, that's extra food for, for other animals, that's extra paper for, for people that still use paper. A lot of that's reasons to support the hub, man. That's, so, that's you know, money. Move off, of X, move off of X hamster and uh, make your way on over to the hub. Hey, do something for your for your community, man, for your world. Yo, man, shout, I just want to send a shout I want to send a shout out to Jasmine Cashmere, and I'm only saying that because, like, um, this is a sports show, and it was once rumored that Carmelo Anthony owed her some bread, and you know that made the news. So <clears throat> that's how I'm just bringing it back to sports. <laughs> that's how I'm bringing it back to sports. Yeah. And I'm not snitching on Melo because this is like y'all can Google Jasmine Cashmere and Carmelo; it'll pop up because it was I mean, a big story a couple her, years man. ago. But you know, she and a lot of her partners are are catalysts and. You know the efforts to save the planet. So that's right. And she is a legend. She is a living Yo, legend. Man. Um. Anyway, shout out to uh, shout out to Pinky man because basketballs and her rear end kind of, you know, they're they're similar. So that that's sports related. Shout out to her. Man. I ain't gonna shout nobody else out because once I get B also started in that genre of film, um, he is a connoisseur. So you know he may tell you some of the the best. Uh, actors and actresses in that genre, so I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm gonna move to the next story, man. I don't know nothing about no actors. I know a lot of actors. I don't know nothing about no actors. Dog, so I ain't saying you. I ain't saying you know they work, but I'm saying like you know, if I say Mr. Marcus, you know who I'm talking about. No. Okay. <laughs> all right. You can, you can you can you can you can front you can front all you want to, dog. But you know, let's get the head over there, man. Let's move on. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, yeah. He he he, he don't never keep it real, man. But it, it, we know the truth, though. Like he don't keep it real about his YouTube viewership. But at the same time, we you know it is what it is. Anyway, man. Um, the Rays Blake Bivens, man. 
um, wife and one-year-old child and mother killed. Sheesh. Man. Dog, how do you what? deal with one of them, let alone all three? Yo, Who? And, and you're basically dude lost the three closest people in his life. Like, the, the, like your your mom, your wife, and your kid. Like, no. I mean, unless you had a father growing up, it don't get no closer than that. So, so I, you know, I ain't even trying to make light of this, man, but, you know, I, I've never, never mind. Cause I just watched the Dave Chappelle show, uh, comedy John. He said something I'll yeah. repeat, but I'm gonna leave it alone. Yo, Dave, Dave, crazy. Um, that was Yo, a really who good lost, question. Who, who, who's the person that suffered this loss? My condolences. Blake Bivens, he's a minor league player in the Tampa Bay Rays organization, and the suspect, well, the person responsible for these murders was his brother-in-law. So it was his wife's uh, brother who I don't know if he had some kind of mental issues or whatever, because when the police caught him, they did catch him running naked through a church parking lot, trying to strangle a bystander. Um, so oh, yeah, he had that killed boat. his, he had killed his that uh, dust. I think his wife was 24. His mom was 62. His wife was 25. His mom was 62. And his son was 14 months old. Um, oh, so a year old, and he lost oh. all of them to her brother, his brother-in-law. Um, don't know why, <laughs> but yeah, condolences and rest in power with all those people. And yeah. like this dude, if you see his mugshot, he he looks angry in his mugshot, and he has on a bandage on his head, but it's weird because it really it true like no 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 bull. It looked like he got like a pair of draws on his head, the way that this bandage is, is, is on his head. So it do look like he got some issues, but that's no excuse. Yo, um, he has three he counts never, of first degree never, murder. Uh, he ain't never going to be in GP. He's going to have to lock it up in the back. <laughs> Yo, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, man. That's, that's, that's tough, man. Um, DeMarcus Cousins, right? He's accused of threatening to kill his BM, right? Um, so, as as of an hour ago, there's an arrest warrant. Actually, it's a couple hours ago. There's an arrest warrant out for him uh, for this incident. So he was beefing with his BM because he got married last week last weekend, and she wouldn't allow their son to come to his wedding. They have a seven year old together. So they was beefing, Damn. and she taped the she taped the phone call when he said, "Y'all should put a bullet through your effing head." Um, yeah. You know, um. And I'm I'm, not, I'm trying to not be too toxic with, as I comment I'm, on this. I was about to say, I'm about to get my Chappelle on and be a victim blamer. Because I was also, I was going to say, you know, not letting his son come to his wedding is a reason to beef. Um, I'm pretty sure he took it too far with the, I should put a bullet in your head. And then on the other hand, it's obvious that this woman knows how to push his button, like buttons, like most women that we deal with do, um, because she knew ahead of time that she was going to push his buttons to the point where she felt the need to record the conversation and, and, mm-hmm. and catch him saying this kind of stuff, which means he said this kind of stuff to her before as well. So, you know, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not absolving him of his threats. That's a serious threat. Um, beef is cool in that situation, in my opinion, but you don't have to threaten her life over the beef, you know, call her a couple B's, all I'm, a couple H's, <laughs> but, but listen, don't tell man, me. Listen, man, listen, man, all I, all I, 
all I'm saying is that she's Joe and she knew how to push his buttons. Slow it down, I just dissed you. But um, <laughs> at the end of the Don't day, right where, I, where, I, hmm. where I come from, man, like where I come from, <laughs> where I come from, man, like this is this is a regular argument, and I'm not I'm not justifying his behavior yeah. at all. But I think that there's like um. Like some people are culturally clueless and they don't. Like this is one. I don't know one person alive that doesn't have a BN that they haven't threatened, and I don't know one uh, young lady who doesn't have a baby father that they haven't threatened. I laugh because it's true. And yo, I'm serious. When I read this story, the very first thing I thought of was like, yo, I am so glad that I don't have a baby mama somewhere. Like, that was the very first thing that I said, man. That's crazy. You better be. Like, most people, most people, most people aren't Quincy Jones or Will Smith when they know how to, like, like, how to, like, how to get that all in line and make it work out. That blended family thing, like, they do it at a different level. Yo, Quincy Jones is a blended family thing. like a whole. At, at a whole different level, Quincy Jones got like seven BNs, and they all like take care of him. Like, but you know, <laughs> some would say that's not even blended family. That's something else going on. But that's either here nor there. Um, <laughs> but, but the fact of the matter is, man, like when I read this, when I first saw the headline, I'm like, okay, so that's a Wednesday. But I didn't know that she recorded him, and you know, and and now, yeah. you know, she, she got proof it's now. Kind of ugly. Because I'm pretty sure he say that stuff all and, the time. Like, I'll stab you. Yeah, this is this is this is post Ray Rice. Not saying that he's ever done anything Ray Rice like, um, you know. But I'm just saying that they don't want to play no games with these athletes no more, man. Although uh, shout to uh, Florida State, I think yeah, I think it was no, it was Florida State. One of them schools like brought Ray Rice in to speak to their kids about how to treat a woman, which I found interesting. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Florida State. <laughs> do what I say. No, I think it was I think it was Florida State. But anyway, uh, for those in the camera, y'all may want to let me know if it's Florida State. I know Casey Mack knows. One of them schools recently got into uh, hot water for that. But um, if you need to smack yeah, it, man, it's a camera. crazy story. It's a crazy story. It's like Demarcus's whole life is like going in shambles. He can't stay healthy. Now they try and get him a, you know. Damn, Casey Mack, crazy, like man. cousin dumbass, is all his fault. He's a dumbass for not being able to control his emotions, and he's a dumbass for picking her. He's just a dumbass. <laughs> you know, Damn. Credit, man. To everybody's credit, men and women, you don't know somebody's crazy until you deal with them. Especially when you, you deal with them. No, you don't. Where, but where you know you what? No Hold up, though. You're right, them, though. But you still have a reason where you have to deal with them, so you don't really know. No, you're absolutely right. right. But let's keep it a buck, though. Sometimes you do know, and you try to look past it because there's something else that's like, you know, making you look past it. I have some friends who made the mistake where they knew the other person was bonkers. And, you know, like yeah. you said, uh, inside. Listen, man. Think it was wrong. Hey. Sometimes, yo, listen, man. When that, warmth, when that warmth is real warm, all I'm saying <laughs> is sometimes you look past things, man. And, you know, a prime, a prime example of that is a conversation I was having with Deb this week, which was a funny conversation, but it was in reference to uh, the Temptation song, um, Papa Was a Rolling Stone, right? Yeah. And I, I was explaining to Deb how, listening to that song now, I realized that, you know, they was cooking Papa for one. But Mama knew he was crazy. And she knew, that, she knew he was toxic. <laughs> she knew that. 
But she said, he, 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 I'm he, strong. So my point is, yo, sometimes you know that the other person is crazy, but, you know, for whatever reason, you try to look past it until you end up with a arrest warrant out for you. Yo, <laughs> shout out to Caview. He said, uh, I'm all slow. I've been trying to figure out where BM was for like five minutes. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> You thought it was Balboa. Oh, my bad, cuz. I, I, you know, I, I just assumed you knew. My fault. I didn't know that was a Cuban link word. Like, you know, you know. I guess in Philly we use it so much. It's like, yo, that's his BM. But that's like a, that's like an actual title. It's like, you know, you know, side BM. Yeah. BM I don't even know what a baby mom is. I know what a BM is. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, my man thought like y'all was up here. Title. He thought y'all was talking about bowel movements. <laughs> like, why would he threaten his poop? <laughs> why would you threaten your poop? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, an, that's that's an official title around these parts, man. That's like, you know, that's a step above a girlfriend. Anyway. Well, right below a fiance. Yeah, yeah. yeah right happy. below a fiance, you know, above a girlfriend. But listen, man. Um, Demarcus, man, I hope you get your life together, man, because you, your whole life, man, your whole life trash right now. But you just got married, though, so hopefully, uh, you, you knew wifey. But no, that's a wife now, because they actually married. Because wifey is something different too, Kev. A wifey is not a wife, right? So you got BM, you know what I'm saying, fiance, wifey, but then you got wife, which is the top of all that. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. I'm, about to, anyway. I'm about to say wifey has no legitimate title. Like she's <laughs> yeah. She, like she had no papers on you. She ain't got no ring. She's just wifey. Yeah, she's just wifey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wifey can anyway, do it any minute. With all that being said, man. Reason no hickey. Uh, <laughs> there's a top 2020 prospect, right? Who's actually considering Howard University in those radar. His name is uh, McCor Maker. Is any relation to Sign Maker? He might be, and I think they probably. I, and is that how you pronounce it? Because I know it does have that U in it, but I've just been calling him Maker Maker. Maker Maker 1-9. Maker Maker. I don't know. <laughs> maker Maker. I mean, it's not out of the question. The boy named Bobo, even though they spell it the same way. So yeah. that's why that's why I assumed his name was Maker Maker. So maybe it's make, maybe it is McCord Maker. Um, he looks like well, anyway. He's six eleven. Game is time. It's probably Thon Maker trying to reclassify in a way nobody's ever reclassified. Because we know Thon yeah, had already lied about his neck, his age. This might be, yeah, this might be Thon Maker. Because if you look at his pictures, he looks just like the dude. He, same build, same game. Uh, probably Thon Maker trying to fool the, you know, the, the system again. He already got away with it one time. So he might actually play no. his senior year in high school while playing in the NBA at the same time and then become the top prospect. Okay. Change the whole world by going to an HBCU. I just looked <laughs> it up and they're saying that um, that's actually his little brother. Yeah, that's him. Allegedly. Don't <laughs> make it that dude. Allegedly. All right, so Allegedly. He, Howard's on his radar. Of course, I'll believe it when I see it. But, um, you know, you wait for the, the big prospect to, to, to do something like that and kind of 
it's a copycat world we live in. So like we always say, like it only, it takes one. It might not, it might be a slow flow, even if one does it, but you know, some people will will copy. Like somebody has to have the heart. You're like 20 years removed, but the the, the best opportunity for this would have been if the Fab Five did. That would have changed everything. Like the momentum and everything they had, that would have changed everything. If they would have, you know, According to Jalen's book, Howard Howard wouldn't have got them that Nike contract. They'd have been rocking. Well, you know, also it wasn't even about Nike. Rest in peace to Big Money Ed. Big Money Ed made sure they came. Yeah, he made. Yo, Big Money Ed was like, I'm not Chris Webber. Chris Webber still denying it for some reason, but. And and Howard would have been like, we can't afford enough thread to make y'all shorts that big. So Howard would have messed it up. (laughs) But um, but no, shout out to. To alma mater for even being on the radar um, You know there's a lot About schools Like that that will Can turn a prospect off you know one being Howard hasn't made the NCAA Tournament since 1992 Before I was even affiliated with the school um, But It depends on the type of person you are Like if you're the type of cat Who has that undying confidence Like man then something like that might encourage you. Like, oh, I'm going to go change this. Yo, I'm going to go make history at need, this place. Come on, maker, maker. You need maker. a Monty Bates-type confidence. You need a Monty Bates-type right. confidence. A Monty Bates right. got more confidence than any ball player I've ever seen, including Mike and Kobe. You need Monty that Bates kind of confidence. Might, Monty Bates might play for community college. <laughs> yo, Monty Bates is. might be like, look, I'll play for anybody. He thinks he's like, yo, he, he's God's gift of this world. Yo. yo, he might, dog. He'd be like, yo, I'm just want to play here. Like, I'm playing for <laughs> Yo, I'm playing for CCP. I'm gonna give y'all all a B. And I'm still going to the so league. Monty Bates like, yo, pick. I'm going to the league and I'm gonna go play for Cheney. Like, let's go. <laughs> let's do this. Yeah, so yeah, I, I would love to see it. You know what I mean? So let's, let's go do that. Go get in the MEAC and, and tear it up. Like, like I said, there's a few things that could turn them off. Uh Howard's leading scorer just transferred to UConn. <laughs> so you know his, his best help would have been gone. Yeah, dude, dude was a baller, but he he wasn't sticking around for no bull. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to UConn. Like, no, that, that happens though. When Howard does get a stud, they always just yeah. use it as a springboard. They, they out, they stay for uh, they stay for 18 months and they gone. Right. Shout out to the homie X. Yeah. Remember X uh, B? He he transferred to Boston College. I'm out of here. So yeah, whenever yeah, Howard does anybody, you know, they just use it but as a all the tender chicken hawks all the tender chicken hawks that are available to you anyway. Um The crazy part though, Jim, these dudes leave and then they just become one of the guys at these other teams. They so just your best shot to the league still might have been tearing up the MEAC. You know what I mean? It's not like it's impossible. Yeah, true. So now, if you transfer to UConn or you transfer to Boston College and you become the man for them, that's a whole different story. But if you transfer and yeah. you know you just one of the homies, <laughs> you playing yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, make it, make it's it. like when you think you're smart. It's like when you think you're smart and then you get to like college or something and you and you meet people. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to um, say nothing too toxic here, so I'm just going to say you meet people from different cultures. And they have different studying habits, and you be like, "Oh, okay, that's what y'all do." Jimmy, you talking about the Oriental? Yo. You talking about you need the Oriental? Yo, to make I, it whoa, whoa, 
Those nah. are the thoughts and opinions of, of B. Austin, not myself. All I can say is when I got to Central, I thought I was smart. And I remember, like, you know, our top, like, ten students in our class, and it was only, like, one black girl. Shout out to Tamika. Everybody else, mm-hmm. you know. The GPA be, like, 5.0 out of 4.0. Nope. They do that. <laughs> we got breaking news got like from out of Lincolnland. Y'all man, Lonzo Ball has released a diss track against the Los Angeles Lakers. I just got the news. I haven't heard the track, but I will be looking for it to see what kind of stuff he says about. Yo, yo, this is exactly I'm, this is exactly why. Yeah. <laughs> I need them not to make it to the future, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Shout out to Aaron Jackson, our favorite comedian. Yo, <laughs> yo, by them, by him doing this, he kind of proves their point. Like, yo, you gotta go. Yo, exactly, exactly, exactly. And because he's so quiet and he don't make a lot of noise, you kind of like. I know I was, I was like, damn, you don't really seem like he's that bad. I mean, him. Him and the young ball shoots a lot, six nine shoots a lot, light skin. I mean, they they kind of corny in a young ball way, but they're not too bad. No, nah, fam, you can't be coming out with diss tracks against your old. T- yo, come on, man. <laughs> yo, what yo, <laughs> what world am I in, cuz? Yo, I don't belong here, man. Like the, the single is called yo. Last Day, but you also y'all also got to realize before we even look it up, you also got to realize the, the power of the media. Because right now, all I'm finding on social media is one quote. So he might have said seven words seven words about the Lakers, and they're going to call it a diss track. But we'll see. It's called Last Days, and the quote that I see says, you know I'm all about business. L.A. is going to regret their decision. That don't even rhyme. So hopefully it has some more. Yo, in the first off, he did not down DeMarco. <laughs> That's yeah. the first thing. That bar is absolutely garbage. I hope he got some more fire than that because that's that don't, that's yeah. absolutely trash. Like, track. yo, that's the crazy right. part. Yeah, let's not shack this and just assume that he did this because he might have uh, not even said anything. <laughs> he did it. He did it. <laughs> whatever they said, he did. He did it. <laughs> he did it. Yeah, whatever they said, he did. They whatever they said, he did. did. Yo, why everybody going crazy about Yo. the remix to the Power theme song? Uh, I tell you, you one thing, though. He don't, Bron, he, don't want, about, he don't want Bron to get in that booth, though. Do he really want Bron to get in the booth? It's a damn shame that you never doubt it. Doubt it. Doubt it. Come roll with us, because you know we got it. We got it. Yo, oh, man, that's not a diss single. That was his single to put out to try to get everybody to come join him. <laughs> that was a round call for help. That was him shining the bat light. <laughs> they don't want Brown to get in that booth. <laughs> oh, yo, man. You don't want Brown in that booth no, that either? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that sounds trash when Mel say it, let alone Brian. But anyway, you got man. time? You got time?
about business. LA is gonna regret that decision. Straight to the money, you know how we get it. We count up the cash and we add up the digits. Mess out of hell, you know that we win it. Still got the city up black on my fit. I love all my family, I love all my niggas. I'm shooting for us and I swear I'm not left for fun. This is my profession. Hall of Fame is my confession. If this new, it was impressive. But don't think I ain't learned my lesson. She was fair, but I look back and now I think it was a blessing. Really feel me with aggressive. I saw the fashion, get the message. Yeah, I got yours. They still ain't hit you back. Only we do not own the rights to this music. LeVar Ball does. Yo, he sounds men- he sounds mentally challenged. <laughs> he sounds retarded. Yo, those are the thoughts of the Don't worry, it's almost over. I hope so. I don't know what I heard. I don't even know what I was listening to. Yeah, that sounds poo-poo, so you can cut that off. Yo, all right, like I said, we do not own the rights to that music because we're barballed up. Um, yo, all, all athletes can't make music, man. But let's let real quick, let's hear one athlete. Yo, that's 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 music. The, um, that room's a trash. <laughs> but you parked over the line. Yo, shout to Senator Manny Pacquiao. Shout to Senator Manny Pacquiao, man. Yo, your man yeah. is a, yo, he's a boxing legend and a senator, and he dropped the R&B album. Like, come on, cuz. As you said, now I know I'm a parent when I started bumping Spoonie G. <laughs> oh, they gonna regret what you know about Spoonie G? What you know about yeah. Spoonie G? Yo! Yo, real quick, so we got one more story that happened while you were on the grind, man. That's about uh, Mateen Cleese, man. Um, Very he was story. acquitted uh-huh. on a sexual assault charge, right? After he got acquitted, the video came out of him committing sexual assault. So, um, you know, that's to say uh, salute to that jury. Um, oh. Yeah. But, but, all right. This is crazy because... Jim, I know you saw the video. B, did you see the video? Yeah. Uh, okay. I, 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 I stayed away right. from it. This was crazy because he was at the Knights Inn Motel, September 15th. Um, some lady said she witnessed the struggle and testified during the trial. Um, she said the woman looked at me and she said, help me, help me, help me. Uh, and I had the phone in my hand. I told her I'm on the phone right now calling the police. She said she looked Mateen Cleaves in the eyes. He didn't say one word. So it was like three different instances. Like first, she the video shows her walking <clears throat> naked. You know, it's a motel. So when you come out of the door, like you're outside. So she's walking outside naked. He comes up behind her and pulls her back into the room. And then they said, you know, the next clip was 13 minutes later. She starts to, she comes out again and he runs up on her again. She tries to fall to her knees so he can't pull her and he grabs her by her waist and is pulling her back to the hotel. 
the, you know, the optics of this video is crazy, and it happened uh, one more time. So, in the trial, um, well, this is what she said. She said, you know, once he got her back in there, um, he got on top of her. She couldn't fight him off anymore, so she just laid there. His attorneys maintained that during the trial, you know, they said the sex was always consensual, and that the video showed Cleese trying to protect the partially nude woman when he pulled her back into the room. Protect her from what is what, what I'm wondering about. The jurors deliberated for less than three hours and acquitted dude of all charges. Yeah, Man, they was all from Flint? The jury was from Flint or something? Yeah, so. Either that or they were just Michigan State fans and they still happy about or they, or they that. Or they was on that Flint water. But Yo. the thing is, though, right, what I can say is this. Um, um, the night's in, right? The night's in is used for one thing, and that's stop activities. Not saying that from experience. I may or may not have been into the night's in before, but what I do know about the night's in is that if you're in the night's in, you're not there to um, get any sleep. That's, that's the job um, with the castle logo, right? Yes, sir. That's the joke yeah. with the castle logo that may that may that may or may not give you an hourly rate depending upon you know allegedly. Um, <laughs> allegedly, they also no they also allegedly no in the nightstand. They allegedly no. have a suite with a suite with the jacuzzi in it. No Bible. Not that I know from personal experience. I've just heard that they'll give you the, <laughs> the top of the line jacuzzi only suite. Thing, the only the, thing the that happens end, there are scumbag suite. activities, yo. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. It's called the Twas. They call it the Twas Suite. They call it the Twas Suite, Allegedly. and it has mirrors in the ceiling. Allegedly, I've heard about it, beloved. Yo, it's nothing. It's, it's used for nothing but scumbag and sock activities. So maybe the jury was like, "Yo, you know, maybe they was victim blaming." They like, "Yo, she did go to the night's end. Like, right. if somebody invited you to the night's end, it's not to sit and have dinner." <laughs> I'm not trying to, I'm not saying, I'm not victim blaming. I Listen, I'm not victim blaming because I think he's disgusting. You don't go to the jury for anything other than to to exercise your Biggie Smalls run. So after I peed on it. Yo, after the surveillance video was played in court but not allowed to be broadcast while the trial was going on. So the jury saw this video. Of this man dragging his Come naked on, woman Come on, back to his room three times at the night end after she tried to escape three times. Mm. When I saw the video, I felt like jury. he put to sleep. So I don't know how they came with three hours and was like, nah. The true meaning of jury of your peers. Who was on that joint? Mo Pete? Um, <laughs> Yo. <Bell>. Tom Izzo. <laughs> Yo. Tom Izzo was jury. a jury foreman. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we toxic. Let's move on. All right, man. Yo, we definitely got to move on because I'm not trying to get canceled. I'm wrong with y'all. Yo, All right, man. Took, yo, give some birthday shout outs, guys. <laughs> Come on, Tom. Don't, just skate jury duty next time, man. Something's wrong with y'all. All right, man. So, some quick birthday shout outs, man. Yo, Mateen Cleese, you're despicable. Um, yeah, you just got Yeah, yeah. I want to give a shout out. To the homie Carlos Delfino, who's 37 years old. Um, David West, um, also of NBA. Mr. Fans. West. 
39 years old. Is David West going to be trying to grab another chip and get on somebody's team this year? My um, birthday. Shout out nah, to them. I'm cool. Chris Sims turns 39 years old. Chris Sims is the worst quarterback that I've seen. Let me put it this way. He's the most opinionated, critical, uh, you know, broadcaster that I've seen for somebody who was like no good in their football career. I mean, I know you, you're paid to do a job, but he takes it overboard sometimes to not have been Jack Squat. But shout out to him on the yeah, he definitely. He believed that his opinion is more valuable than anyone else's in that room or right. on that night. I mean, and it's, it's probably because, like I said, you know, I, I'm cool with somebody giving their opinion and being honest, being totally honest, being totally objective. But the way he comes across when he gives his opinions, he makes it seem like, you know, he knows because he was that good. I mean, you got to you got to frame it a different way because you weren't good. You know, just just <laughs> just be a talking head and, and, and say your say your piece, say your honest piece. But. You know, that's when you're supposed to be um, self-deprecating. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> do as I do as I say, not as I do. But he got to be out there like, yeah, I wasn't really good at this in my career, but I can show you why he's making these mistakes. Do something. But uh, Roy Oswalt turns 42. Remember, Roy Oswalt was, you know, when they hyped up the, the four Philly pitchers and put them on the shirts looking like the Death Row album cover. The Phillies were supposed to do it that year, and they didn't. But shout out to Roy Oswalt. He's 42 years old. Devin George of Los Angeles Laker fame is 42 years old. Aaron Rowan, who once ran into a wall, knows first as a member of the Philadelphia Phillies. He'll forever be a fan favorite in Philly just for doing that dumb stuff. Came up with a bloody face. Uh, Will Perdue of the First Chicago Bulls three-peat turns 54 and Carl Banks linebacker New York Giants back in the 80s um, 57 years old so we want to give a war room salute to all of these folks on their birthday you guys can check out our website warroomsports.com if you want to call in and speak with us about any of today's topics we're about to talk about this Andrew Luck stuff and a couple more NFL topics so if you want to call in rap to us can do that. 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted. If you're already listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk. Let's get into some niffle. <laughs> niffle talk. Yes, sir. Niffle. <laughs> Yo, this is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you or your business need a custom website? You know, even if you spend time at the night in, you need a website for that business, you can get it here. You can visit Digital Extreme Tech at digitalextremetech.com or you can call them at 267-205-4203 and get you a custom website. But don't forget to say, yo, I heard this on the war room because that's how you get that special discount. You know what I mean? And we have a select discount for those that handle their business at the, you know. At the night end. <laughs> yeah. Word. Yeah, the night <laughs> Nights in make you, you feel like me, I heard it in the war room. I heard it in the war room. I need that nights in discount. But um, 
Yo, let's get into the let's get, let's get into the biggest story of uh. Yo, shout to the night since it was no disrespect because if y'all want to like pick up you know one of our segments, so we will we will take that check. Don't get it twisted. No, we 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 but you cannot pay us hourly. So <laughs> yeah, you definitely can't. I mean, I might I might do a segment for a couple free rooms every couple weeks. You know what I'm saying? Just just, no, just also, anyway. Yo, I just. Yo, I just be saying stuff to see who listening, man. Because if they don't say nothing back to me, I know they don't listen. They don't support. You know what I'm saying? So I just be saying stuff. You know, y'all have pissed some people off in the, in the past. Y'all have had some people going it. Um, shout out to uh, I forgot his name. He's so corny. What's the point guard bull that everybody think is really good? Oh, the one that pissed, the one that a lot of money. pissed off. Conley. Yeah, Mike Conley. Mike, Mike Conley. Shout out to Mike Conley, man. Cause yeah, he definitely he got pissed. He wanted to give the Austin a fair one. Austin said one time, but he'd be all right. Yeah, yeah. Shout to him, though. But, yo, biggest story of the week, though, is uh, one Andrew Luck, who retired from the NFL the same day that I got to Sports Illustrated, where they gave him a big blumpkin, um, <laughs> and then he just abruptly <laughs> retired. Yo, Sports Illustrated said that, yo, the rest of his team basically is average, but they're going to compete for the title just because he's as good as he is. They called him the third-best quarterback in the league. And you know, as soon as the issue came, he retired. So you know, he, he gave the magic oh. down. Like, mm-mm, I ain't gonna be there. I ain't gonna be here. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna be here. All right, man. So this 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 was definitely shocking news, and the reactions when it happened. You know, they were it was a mixed bag, but the way that the fans. And Indianapolis found out it was kind of crazy because he was actually standing on the sideline um, during their preseason game when the when the news started to hit social media. So you know everybody's at the game, they're on their phones, and you know I've been at a stadium where a story started to spread. Matter of fact, like when I was at the Ram Stadium and Carson Wentz tore his ACL, like we just saw him walk back to the tunnel. He walked on his own power, so we were hopeful. But then those reports start coming out. Everybody has a smartphone, so the message is just spreading throughout the stadium. So I've seen that happen before. It's a crazy thing. So that's what happened in Indy, and as they walked off the field, he walked off the field to booze. Now, I know these people didn't get a chance yet to hear his side, to hear him out, to know why he was retiring. They're just thinking the season's about to start. We're considered one of the contenders. We got a franchise quarterback. He's one of the tops in the league. You know, it's, it might be our year. And then they find out he retires and they boo. So that's the only – I'm only going to give them the benefit of the doubt because of that. Because we're, we're living in a time now. And this is what we were talking about earlier. We were going to get to this. We're living in a time where these professional athletes, first of all, they make a whole lot more money. So to walk away from something like this – is much easier because all of these dudes are filthy rich compared to back in the day. It wasn't like that. But they look at these athletes from yesteryear, guys like um, Earl Campbell, who can barely walk, took him like 16 minutes to walk from the sideline to, to midfield. Um, you see all Junior these guys. Seau. Yeah, Junior Seau's and the Andre Waters and people committing suicide because of CTE. You see cats like Leron McClain, who we're going to talk about in a few minutes on Twitter, begging for the NFL to help him because of what's going on inside of his head. You, you look at this kind of stuff, and 
you you kind of understand because it used to be the ultimate macho tough man sport. Like we we praise uh, Ronnie Lott because he hurt his finger and they said, oh, you can't go back into the game with your finger like that. So he told him to cut the damn pinky off. Like we praise him for stuff like that. But then in retrospect, like that's stupid. <laughs> it's a game is really not that serious. And in my old age, you know, I'm starting to think like that. Like the stuff that I used to praise and get hype about, like these dudes are stupid. So now dudes are kind of taking their destiny into their own hands and leaving the game while they still have all their faculties. You kind of can't knock that. Yo, even guys like Ronnie Lott and Steve Atwater and and Jack Tatum, you got to know that when they close their eyes, the inside of their eyelids is probably a running movie of dead bodies and dead people, whether they're awake or asleep. Yo, Ronnie Lott has to have CTE. Like, that's not a question. That's a fact. That's a, like, so these guys are have, have access to a ton of information. They are making a lot more money. And I'm I'm with you, man. Like, do I want to see guys come together, you know, at 100 miles an hour, 270 pounds, running four sixes? Yes, I'm not going to lie. I do. But I don't blame them or fault. And it was funny, dude, because I don't think 10 years ago, 10 years ago, I would have called Andrew Luck a Charlie Batch. But today, today, I was like, go. Oh, I'm not even mad at him, man. I'm not mad at him. He's like, yo, I'm looking at the quality of my life for the next 60 years, and I don't want to be Earl Campbell. I'm gone, yeah, man. Yeah. It, to I'm me, gone. To me, it's, it's just that like times have changed, and with all the information out there, and I think that's a good point, B. Austin, because even us as fans of the sport, it's like we have more information now than before. It's not – I mean, we've always known that football is a, is a dead sport. That's why we're more – it's, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, once the Will Smith movie came out and you see what's really good and how they was really hiding information, you're like, yo, they, they you know, and you and you see the result of this. You see cats literally blowing their brain out because they, they can't live with the pain of, of what the, yo, I seen one of them dudes talk about it feels like their brain is dancing in their head all day long. Like, I get a quick migraine and I'm like, I start bitching up. Like, I can't I imagine just, you know. Like dealing with some of the and when I get that, I be feeling like, yo, nobody else knows this pain. And then NFL yeah. like, oh, goddamn beer. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, my body, you know what I'm saying? My body feels like your head right now. Like, yeah, so it's like, yeah. man, I, I I can't knock the brother. Although, like, you know, I, I want to because you know, not a not on my squad, but. Not that I even have a squad these days, you know what I'm saying? You know, I root for everybody. Right. But uh, it's just that, um, everybody you know, man, listen, dudes are taking control of their careers, their life. And one thing, as you get older and you mature, you realize that, like, you can't sweat the small stuff. And some of the right. things we once thought was major is nothing but small stuff. You Shoot, know what I'm saying? Yeah, I remember being a young boy, right? It's more so that. It's more so your life than your career. Because they're thinking about life after this is over. Like, crazy. what are the consequences? Like the older, the older you get, right, you even realize that yo, you're, like, like your career is not even your life. Like, like <laughs> when you start to like really, like, um, you know, 
I don't want to say having awakening, but when you really mature and you start looking at things, it's like, damn, yo, that ain't even. It's like when you were a young boy, everything is is the end of the world. It could be like, you know, if you was in a camp and you ain't get to touch a young lady you wanted to, you thought it was the end of the world, and then you get old, like, oh, that's nothing. Like, that's nothing. Maybe nah, maybe yeah. you had a break up with somebody. You, I can just like, you think like, oh, I'll never get over this. Like I'm giving that job more than they give you. Like you sweating them like it's more important. Dog, you go to the same thing? Yeah. You go to the same thing. I'm like, come on, you Yeah, we got to talk. Yeah, we gonna we're gonna cook them at the we're gonna cook them at our cabin tree. Anyway, listen though. Um my point is Yo, my point is though, like you realize as, as time goes on, like stuff is just small. Like if anybody, and, and this goes to the males and females that listen to our show. Uh, excuse me, I didn't mean to say female. Um, the women and men listen to our show because I, I don't want to be toxic. But um, <laughs> but uh, you ever had ever go through a bad breakup and you're like, yo, I'm never gonna get over this. And then like, you know, a couple years pass, you're like, yo, I was a noodle. What the hell was wrong with me? I didn't care no more. <laughs> exactly. Like, like that. You know what I'm saying. And then you find out like, 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 she, like she, she ain't even that cute no more. Like. Like she fell off. Yo, I doubt the bullet. Usually, saying all kinds of stuff. Yo, like that's that. usually after you leave the knife in. But yo, but uh, <laughs> seriously though. Um But no, but but real talk though, like so in the grand scheme of things you start realizing like some of this stuff doesn't even matter. And I know that's crazy to say when we're talking about football, but people have a whole life, man. I'm pretty sure he has a family that cares about him. I don't know like whether he has a wife or kids, but even if he has a family that cares about him, like Football at the end of the day is it's a it's yo. What my man say? Uh, our brother call it a, a game of amusement, man. It's a game right. of amusement. Shout to Bashir. Right. It's a game of amusement, though. That's all. And it the is. crazy part is, like we know, we know some of his major injuries, but I I I, I don't think people knew half the stuff that the dude actually played through that they never really told you about or never made that big of a deal about. Um, and that's not just with him. That's with a lot of these dudes. Like they play through some crazy stuff. Um, you can just listen. Like right, if you listen to, if you listen to Uncle Shaq. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, me. Go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say Uncle Uncle Shannon Sharp came on, and uh, I'm not saying that I watched this show, but I did catch this segment. He was like, in response to Andrew Luck, he was like, I shot. Uh, Novocaine into my ankles so that I could play for so many seasons that the skin around where I used to take the injections was dying and hanging off my foot so that I could go out and play on Sundays. Got to the last two, three years uh, of my career, and I would only practice one day a week because I had to be ready for Sunday. I'm killing my shots in my shoulders, shots in my back, shots in my ankles, shots in my knees. This is the stuff, the wear and tear, that you don't hear about because it's not even considered an injury. Man, right. these dudes that's go crazy. through it. And now, that's dude, crazy. Oh, hey, listen, his man. press conference, and just like Grunk, he's in here fighting tears. Like, you, you're listening to what these dudes saying, and you're realizing, like, damn. Like, everybody just swear that people are happy because they got money. And these dudes are living miserable lives. This, this is some of his quotes. He said, I've been stuck in this process. Um, I haven't been able to live the life I want to live. It's taken the joy out of this game. The only way forward is for me to remove myself from football. This is not an easy decision. It's the hardest decision of my life, but it's the right decision to make. And he goes on to say, 
I'm in pain. I'm still in pain. It's been four years of this pain, rehab cycle. It's a myriad of issues, calf strain, posterior ankle, impingement. I don't even know what an impingement is. High ankle sprain. Uh, Part of my journey going forward will be figuring out how to feel better. This is after football. Like, Yo. my life for the next few Yo, years born is, is going born to be figuring out this, how to feel better. Yo, this is, he and his 20 saying this. Like, right, he's 29. What the hell is wrong, wrong with Peyton Manning, dog? He was in his 40s still trying to play this game. Him, Drew Brees, right. Tom Brady, them dudes are sick. They sick. Look at Listen, man. Look at the people who got on Peyton Manning and was calling him all kinds of names when he had that neck injury. And I listened to a doctor talk about that. That was way more serious than any of us gave credit for because it wasn't just that his neck was hurt. And that's what fans look at. Oh, man, your neck be all right. You know, put something on it. (laughs) Yo, tape it it, up and get out there, you bum. But it it affected the nerves in his shoulder, his elbow, all the way down to his hand where it affected the grip on the ball. Like he barely could even grip the ball. And you saw how he was throwing – uh, Daffy Ducks all around the yard in his final two seasons. We're not guilty. We cooked him when he was throwing ducks around the yard. But no, absolutely, because he's going to get these jokes. But at the end of the day, man, you said something very poignant about like how people think everything is about money, right? And I've been fortunate just because of uh, my career to meet a lot of people who have a lot of money. And the one thing I can tell y'all is that most of the people that I meet that have, like, the, the next level money, it'd be miserable as hell. So, <laughs> like, so I learned something through that. Like, yo, not, not that I, you know, everybody chases bread, but, yo, it's not it's what makes you happy because I know some rich, I know some wealthy, miserable people, man. Um, and also, man. I'm just sitting there thinking about the fact what B. Austin said, too, about dudes having to shoot stuff in their legs and wrap up all crazy just to go to work. Like, could you imagine having your desk job and you got to, like, take all kinds of pills and stuff just to go like look at your computer like that's crazy like I've never had a a, a job where you gotta like drug yourself up to uh, perform I mean right. I got a couple of them Hulk Hogan pills from the Sunoco when I was on my way to the night pit no more no more <laughs> <laughs> get some ginseng <laughs> Alleg- allegedly but all I'm saying is uh, you know um to think that you have a job, cause where you gotta, like, you gotta stick Novocaine in your leg just to go to work, that's that's bonkers, man. Why would you want to do that? Yeah, it is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, just so I, many injections. Like it's not that the injury isn't there. You're just trying to make it. You're trying to numb yourself so you don't even feel it when you're tearing up your leg no. even more. I think <laughs> about Ronnie Lott cutting his his finger off. Yo, what I don't love, like yo, I don't love any sport that much. I just don't. And maybe, maybe it's like you know, that's that's the level that you have to get to to want to do that. But let me give you a timeline of some of his injuries, some of the stuff that he's gone through in his six seasons. September 2015, sprained shoulder. Um, this was you know after playing three full seasons. Um, he 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 sprained his shoulder. He finished the game. Um, led them to a comeback win, then he missed the next two weeks as he recovered. November 2015, he tore his insides all up. He had a lacerated kidney and a partially torn abdominal muscle. Like, I'm not playing after – I'm not playing after. He finished that game as well. 
and and they won the game against uh, the Denver Broncos. But this is what they said: when he lacerated his kidney, he pissed blood the next day. That's it. There's no job. Uh, that's the day I quit. <laughs> when I'm peeing blood because of my <laughs> occupation, y'all wouldn't have saw me after November 2015. Call me what you want to, but like, is it that serious? Like. Yo, I'm peeing blood because I play football. My kidney is lacerated. Like, you think of injuries like, oh, yeah, man, football, you can break your leg, you can tear your ligaments, you can, you know, sprain your ankles, you can break your arm. You can lacerate your kidney. You can lacerate your kidney. Like, who hit him and how that he lacerated the kidney and tore his abdominal muscles? Um, January 2016, he had a torn cartilage in his ribs. <laughs> and that <laughs> hurts like a hell. A few weeks later, was playing through a lot of pain, and he he had the help of numbing injections, just like what you were just talking about with Shannon Sharp. November 2016, concussion. <laughs> January 2017, he had shoulder surgery. November 2017, he was placed on the IR and shut down for the season because the, you know, the stuff dealing with the shoulder. Um, he finally returned to action in August 2018. In March 2019, he had the calf strain. Um, and it's the stuff that he's still dealing with now, like the calf and the ankle. Even in the off season, it's nothing but pain and rehab. I, under, I understand him. I, I, I understand. But he's, I'm not trying to go through all of that for nobody. <laughs> it's just too nah. much, man. All right, let's nah. go to the phone. We got a couple. Of... Do we try to do it for the millions? I, at that point, you got enough guaranteed millions, man. It's it's just not worth it, though. I mean, look at it. Earl Campbell make no damn money, you know, in comparison to what they make now. Like, look at his life, like right now. Like, I keep going back to Earl because watching Texas trot him out for that. For that Yo. coin toss, whatever it was, was one of the saddest things, one of my saddest Yo. sports memories in the last five years. Yo, Earl, Earl Campbell <laughs> is the poster child for me. I, I when I see him, and I'm not even talking about that what what Houston did to roll him out, but I've seen him through the years, like over the last decade and a half. Because he hasn't been able to walk or function properly for at least 20 years. Yo, the last 15 years I've seen Earl Campbell, it hurts, man. It hurts to see another human being because at his age he shouldn't, not that he's young, but he shouldn't be. Yo, he's crippled like somebody that's like 95, 100, and immobile. Like, yo, you not worth that, man. Mix this in in this same conversation. LeBron McClain has been on. Twitter, basically begging the NFL for help. Um, he's talking about what's going on in his head. He wants them to when he's saying like, when I die, I want you to 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 basically see what's going on in my head. It's sad to see people go down this path, man. And he's sitting here pleading for help on Twitter and saying that he had to get a lawyer because the NFL is not helping him. So after all of this stuff. You know, they're still out there in some instances, you know, if he's telling the truth, not doing the right thing. So it, it, it's crazy to see this, man. Um, let me see. We got 
some people on the line. We got the homie Nige calling them from down in GA. What up, Nige? Oh, I ain't nothing, man. What's up with y'all? Nice. Talking about these broken what's athletes. What's up, bro? They be out here talking about their, what's going on with their bodies, trying to fight tears. Push it, though. Because some people, like Doug yeah. Gottlieb, <laughs> think Andrew Luck is a quitter. Troy Aikman is winning his neck. <laughs> what up? Yeah, man, that boy Doug Gottlieb always come with the strongest wrong takes ever. At this point, I start to wonder, like, okay, <laughs> is this his way of getting engagement? Like, I'm yeah, just going to be all the way thing. wrong. That might be <laughs> right. <laughs> or his kink. Something going on, man. But, mm-hmm. uh, like, dude, another part of this that, that's not being talked about is because I don't think this is something that's going to happen a lot because I think this is an upper middle class and somebody who comes from a little something. I think this right. is a privilege that they have. So a Gronk, uh, he can look at things and then do that. So Luck, Quit. whose father was an AD at multiple universities, it, they wasn't missing no meals. Like, he didn't grow up lacking anything. He just loved to play football. So I think those people, they're more likely to be able to do this. But I don't think it's everybody. But the thing that's not being talked about enough is identity and how much of somebody's identity is a sport you dedicate your life to. Uh, right. Coming out of college after playing, dude, <laughs> I didn't realize till much later as an adult that a lot of my identity was being a basketball player. Like as far as how I was, how I saw myself, how other people saw me, uh, other and a lot say, of these yeah. guys, right? A lot of these guys are gonna have that same issue. They go to the family reunion, you sitting at the head of the table, you that dude. Oh, that's my nephew. He's the linebacker for such and such. You're meeting everybody. You know what I'm saying? You looked at as a, a figure of respect within your family. And that's something that people are not going to want to give up, especially if you come from meager meager means. And then just dealing with that mirror and realizing maybe you didn't develop a personality. Your personality is football player. And that's a rough mm-hmm. thing to deal with as a grown man mm-hmm. looking at, you know, a career that's about to be over. So this, this, mm-hmm. this is a heavy one, man. And that, that raggedy Indiana fan base, these are the same people that acted like the malice at the palace is the worst thing they ever saw and paid good U.S. <laughs> currency to watch them trot out uh, the Washington Generals for two years afterwards to kind of clear, <laughs> cleanse their palate. <laughs> they, didn't want a, they didn't want a certain type of Negroes no more for a while. Like, it, that's what they did. So it's that same fan base. So I expect them to be raggedy. Uh, Adam Schefter's kind of skating on this. Like, dude, you don't have to be first on everything. Like, come on, man. You kind of you solidified as the number one NFL reporter. Like, there's nothing really going to change. Some leaks, just turn it down. Like, no, nah, I'm not going to do this while this dude's on the sideline. I- I'm not right. going to let this go. I'm going to let somebody else be first. But That's good. That's like the need to be first, man. Like, even like Woj. Like, like some people find out their – they find out stuff about their own career through Woj, through Shefty. <laughs> because they right, – right. as soon as they hear it, they got to go put it out. And, and you're right, like – that was the wrong place to do that. It hadn't been announced. You know how, you know, social media is, you know, everybody has a phone. You know that's going to spread around the the, the stadium. It's going to be confusion. Yeah, that was kind of a bad look right there. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like he, he, he did a little much on that. That's some Ed Werder level type stuff. I didn't feel like – I feel like Scherzer was, Scherzer was a little better than that. Uh, and, and then, man, like, yeah, there's, there's going to be some people who decide, like, the price is too high uh, to play this game. Imagine his son asking to play Jenga in a few years. Can you imagine one of these dudes trying to carefully, like, use their hands 
in intricate <laughs> ways to pull out anything. Like, no, nah, it's not going to happen. And, and honestly, this is like old school America, man. Like, you take this to y'all, y'all use the perfect analogy to the workforce. The people who had iron or uh, black lungs, who for generations went in those mines. And then one generation gets the, the little gas mask and a couple safety precautions, and the older generation calls them salt. We didn't have none of that when I went down there. Well, that mm-hmm. wasn't a good thing. That's nothing to brag about. You didn't have no, a right to protection. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, like, so, like, this whole idea that progress is soft is some weird stuff we're starting to do. Uh, and, you know, of course, I blame, blame the baby boomers, the worst generation of Americans ever produced. Please, uh, <laughs> you know, let everybody know that. So I, I, I blame Damn. You for some of this. For some of this thing killing me. <laughs> because it's always nobody's tough enough, nobody's this and that. And meanwhile, these are the people who gain the most from governmental help, regulations, uh, improving their workplace and all that other stuff. And these same people, uh, you know, voted against the tax base, pulled up the the social ladder behind them as they went up and started to retire and no. paid less in taxes as they age. So I'm, that's no. why I call them no, the generation that they are. They are they are the worst generation. I, I agree with you. And when they do that in terms of indicting the generations that follow, that's typically them just repeating rhetoric that they were that they heard from their parents and grandparents. But it doesn't really apply. It's it's intellectually lazy because they don't t- take the time to be introspective and look at the position that they truly hold in in American society. They just roll with what was told to them. Our parents, right. we were soft. We're gonna go ahead and tell the next generation that they're soft and stupid. So yeah, that's that's, that's all that is. They went to UCLA for twelve hundred a semester, and they talking ish to millennials who paying sixty. You know, what I'm like like what? Like are you out of your mind? But yeah, let me let me get off of that. But it is what it is with with this week, dude. It's gonna be bad takes all over. But we like at a certain point, like people got to realize. When the NFL is doing helmet deals with people, talking about safe helmets, and that's why they won't let Antonio have that one, there's no such thing as a safe helmet. So stop falling for the okie doke. Stop letting teams leak out the details of contracts and, and falling for the okie doke, getting mad at the players. These guys are putting their lives on the line, and honestly, they're not going to you know, do well in the, in the long run, and the ownership is just going to keep churning the machine. So when you see a, a – a, a fullback on Twitter, like, pleading for his life, pleading for help. The people who can help him can simply write a check and it'd be over. They choose not to. Like, that's a reality. Yeah. Shout out to Lauren McLean, man, because, you know, it's, it's going to be such they're, a tragedy. They're, they're, NFL they're so they afraid. Those people that could write their check, those people that could write that check are so afraid that Lauren McLean will start a wave of players because they know the implications of CTE and what the game has done, they can't write that check. It's not because LeRon McClain in and of himself would be costly. It's everybody that comes after LeRon McClain. It's almost admitting culpability, although we know that they're guilty. The minute they pay for it, they, they, they've admitted it, and now the floodgates are open. That's their perspective. Right. Well, well let me get off where I depress the, the callers anymore. I shouldn't have watched that damn documentary before I called y'all earlier. I've been on some some workers versus bosses all day today. So uh, let, let's let all take it out on an upbeat note because I'm sure I just brought a couple people down. But either way, man, y'all know I ain't lying. So it is no, what no, it is, man. Salute no, no. to y'all. 
All right, man. <laughs> Hopefully we wrap to you next week. <laughs> yes, sir. No doubt, Nas. All right, homie. Yeah, man. So this this luck story, man. Um, I just think that we're seeing a wave. Things are going to change, man. But we got a couple minutes left. I ask you guys this one question, right? Because um, Dev got Sports Illustrated too, uh, with the Browns on the cover, how. saying, I don't know "Yo, who the, hell paid me that. the Browns, I didn't pay for no the Browns are back." Yo, we only reason we got the joint is because it was one. Of, it was like free, um, like a free year joint. So you know, I like the word free. But anyway, um, the Browns are back was the headline. And we're still trying to figure out. We've been searching all week trying to figure out for what. No one's been able to give us the answer. So what are they back from? Like, like the Browns, they sunk my entire the life. Um, from, I wasn't around. I from, back from, land, from toilets. I ain't even being. I ain't even being funny when I say this. The last time I can remember them actually having a winning season, and I could be wrong. Bernie Kozar? Yo, they had Ernest. Er, they had Ernest Biner, and he had an afro. <laughs> That's the last time I remember yo, that. Even, yo, Webster Web, Web Schroeder, Eric Metcalf. Yeah, you know, because in the NFL, they count nine and seven as a winning season, anything over 500. But to to be 100% real, the last time they won that division was 30 years ago. They haven't won their division in 30 years. That had to be. That had to be the Bernie Kozar, Eric Metcalf, right. Ernest Biner, Webster Schroeder, Ozzie Newsom days. People forget there is a such thing as a Sports Illustrated curse. We only talk about the Madden one because people don't really be reading magazines. Yeah. There's this thing like I don't want this cover if I'm them. But you know Odell Beckham and and uh, Jarvis Landry. Yeah, Odell is about down. that. He, Odell, right, right. Bro, Odell is about but his brand. Even with a hype team like this, like this cover, will mess around and make them go six and ten. You know the worst stuff will start to happen. So. I never want my teams to be on Sports Illustrated until after the league championship and whatever league you're talking about. Because if on it, then that means you can't be cursed. It's over. You did what you were supposed to do. I like when the Phillies were on the, the cover. I like when Nick Foles was on the cover, even though they tried to throw him on there. I think, didn't they throw him on there before the playoffs last season? Like, can he do it again? Type playoffs? Stuff? Yeah, they might have. They might. I think they did. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, if it's football, I'm not trying to be on the cover of SI until the second week of January. I mean February. <laughs> Yo, Jim Morris said playoffs. Man, I'm just trying to win a game. Yo, um, <laughs> <laughs> man, that's forever classic. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to win a game. You ain't talking about some playoffs. Anyway, man, it's time for us to get out of here. Thank you Brown's for back like joining Nick, for another briefing man. in the war room. Yeah. Mix it back. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, those that called and got through. We appreciate those we couldn't get to. We apologize. But look, tune in next week live right here on demand. You know, we're going to do our 10th annual NFL opening night special next week and catch you up on everything happening around the world of sports. Until then, it enjoy is the an anniversary of next week. We'll Remember, our, back first, our very first show was on opening night of football back in Yo, 2010. Dog. That is a pods out for 10 years. A decade. Dog. We've been potting for 10 years. Anyway, man, listen. Um, everybody, don't forget, catch everything we do at our hub, which is warroomsports.com. You can pick up a copy of book, sports the book at sportsthebook.com or com. The next time, everybody, step me the after. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top.
know the blueprint. Yo, every Thursday, six to eight, they do this. Shout out to Dev, PJ, B Austin, Doc Bay on replay. War Room Sports. Dot com. Get that mobile app. It's knocked down. Call it 323 working double 012. They be going and you sensitive, then oh well. Yeah. Physical podcast, let's talk sports. Showtime like magic in the block course. Magic looking alive. Push one to join in. Rip your team or listen for your enjoyment. Hip hop dollars, pit stop knowledge. Should be in sports credits, I ain't talking college. Five guys, no beef though. Fortress secret, but the streets know. Bellafani, I got a G flow. KC, royalty, I'm in beast mode. Two hours, get your game up. Who's the best in sports cast? You better name us. War Room Sports. Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.